Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach Katie Horner leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field and your business as an act of worship. Welcome back to the Flamingo Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Katie Horner, and I am so glad that you are here. I can't even tell you how big I'm expecting God to work. This episode, we're speaking with someone who helps women in particular operate their businesses from that place of joy and purpose and excellence because they get clear on how their business is serving their family and others. Uh, She believes that success at home and business without guilt is the key to living your life without stress and burnout. And I'm so excited to dive in and uh, get her tips on recession-proofing our mind as we go forward. So Maureen Spell, thanks for being on the show. Oh, I'm glad to be here, Katie. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about how you got into business. I know you're doing life coaching, um, but I don't know a lot of your backstory. So fill us in on, on some of those details. Yes. So I am a mom of seven and I've done some sort of side business my my whole life with them. And I never heard of life coaching. Well, I, I could have used it back then, I, I tell you. But I was in a season where I was mentoring um, women in crisis pregnancies and their families. And I knew that what was working for my family wouldn't necessarily work for them. I couldn't tell them how to do things because they were in different seasons, different circumstances. And so I was looking for how can I best help women in whatever they're experiencing where I'm not the one telling them what to do, but I'm helping them have that shift that they need to move out of their current circumstance or to live with the circumstances that they have in a way that's um, not depleting and just like drudge or you know, that heaviness. And so that's when I started learning about life, what a life coach does, help someone see their thoughts and the patterns and how they're operating out of it. And um, then they get to choose after they're able to see, do I want to continue this way? Is this really working for me? And so that's how I love to walk alongside women in business, women who are in um, circumstances that are stressful, or even those who are just um, up leveling in new seasons because we all have these um, stories we tell ourselves and we don't realize it sometimes. And so that's my job. I love it. I love it. I've heard someone say, I can't remember where it came from, but the the idea is that the expert answers, but the master invites discussion. Yes, asks those questions, digs in, yes. and and gets people thinking. And I think that's super, super valuable in today's world. Yes. Because here's the thing, Katie, we can't make a change until we have an awareness of our thoughts. So awareness is the first step to any types of change, any type. And so that's why it's so important to even understand that um, most of our thinking is on a subconscious level. We Mm -hmm. don't even recognize what we're telling ourselves, but our brain is picking it up and then we're operating, we're choosing, um, we're making decisions from maybe even a thought we didn't even realize we were holding. And so when we get to where we have this practice of what am I thinking? Like that is the first step to bring that level of awareness. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is part of what it talks about in scripture in Romans, where we're taking captive our thoughts um, and bringing all of that into subjection to the obedience of the knowledge of Christ, right? It comes back to our knowledge of Christ, our beliefs about who our God is. Yes. And so to kind of give an example, because there was a season in my life where I was a virtual assistant, loved my job. And here's the thing. Sometimes when I love the things that I do in work, that's what I'll use to check out when other parts of my life are hard. There's probably <laughs> the women who can resonate with that, right? So yeah, there was, yeah. I'm, there was, I'm <laughs> hello. <laughs> you know, I'm not usually checking out with Netflix. I'm like, okay, what business ideas can I do? Let me listen to this training. Like I will buffer that way. Um, but there was a season in my life where every category of my life, like my family, our finances, um, my health, all this stuff, everything, there was a level of hard. And in that season, I, I told myself, like, I've got to do something to fix this. And so what I did was I started hustling and I asked a bunch of people, like, what do they think when, the, when you hear the word hustle? And some of it was, you know, moving in a direction that I'm choosing, but majority it was burnout, stress. I'm feeling like there's so much pressure. And what I didn't realize in that season was that latter definition was what I was operating in. I had made it where if my business succeeds, if I bring in the finances, then I will feel peace at home. If I bring in the finances, then, you know, that'll alleviate some of the stress that I'm having to um, care for my kids. If I bring in the finances and I'm, I'm thinking all through my business, so it's all up to me. And I was pregnant with my seventh child. I gave birth in the hospital and still worked in the hospital because I was virtual. I was like, oh, I could just hop on, do that email, whatever. And I would nurse in work. And I know many moms, like that's the perk of some of the online work, right? But I crossed a boundary where I was putting all of my hope, all of um, my security on the results that I was going to get for my business. And all I got was burnout, physical burnout, mental burnout, emotional burnout, spiritual burnout. I was not really that great of a mom because I was lacking sleep. I wasn't sleeping because I was working way in the wee hours. And there was one evening I was working and I felt my heart literally flip-flop. It was a physical, like, oh my gosh, should I go to the hospital? Like, that's how bad it was. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, if you keep operating like this, you will not live to see your children grow up. And that was a huge wake-up call because I thought that I was doing the right thing. I was working hard. I had this work ethic. I was working hard, right? But no, I had told myself that all the hard stuff in my life is only going to be solved if my business is successful. I put my business before God because I was making it the source to remedy all of my pain instead Mm -hmm. of looking to the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, I know you are Jehovah Jireh. My business is a resource, not the source to fix all my problems. That was a huge, huge shift for how I operate my business now. And that's what I want women to walk in is our business is not this pressure where I have to do it. I have to fix it. It is a resource that we get to partner with the Lord 
And through our business, we're able to impact people with whatever our business offers because it's solving a pain point. It's helping them move forward. It's calling them to purpose. There's some benefits that your business is giving to someone else and honing yeah. on that with the Lord. Like, how can I help more? How can I help more instead of how do I get more sales? How do I get more clients? You know, it's a different inward feeling. It is for sure. And, and I've walked that too. I've had to, to move through that whole coming to terms with what my job was in the business, what God's job was in the business too. And I think that's part of, you know, the way I look at it is God is now the owner and I'm the CEO. Yeah. And so like when we were in full-time ministry and we were church planting and we were doing all the things, all the, all the services, all the outreach, all the door to door, all the, whatever, it still wasn't up to me to save anybody. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I did the work but God was the one who was in charge of the results. And we seem to understand it when we think about it in ministry terms. But then when we look at our business, we somehow think all the results are on me, right? And we've got to realize like, if this is what God has built you for, created you for, called you to set you in charge of, then it's the same type of ministry. It's the same type of calling where you get to show up and do this thing you were specially designed for and the results are up to him. Yeah. And you said the word get, we get to, instead of I have to, which is another huge shift. But one thing that I learned was like in that season, I was operating from this place of survival, right? Mm -hmm. And in this season of our world, so many people are operating from that place of survival. God wired our brain for our survival, not our success. And so what I didn't realize was all of that, like, I have to fix this was me stepping into that survival mode so that I felt like I have some control out of some of the circumstances that seemed out of control. And Mm -hmm. I didn't recognize one, that that was operating and two, that I could get out of it. And so for moms who might be like, oh my goodness, I've been operating that way. There's no guilt, no shame. It's just like awareness. I talked about awareness at the beginning. Your awareness of a better way. Yes. And so I was operating in my cave, what I call the cave brain. That's our, how God's wired us for that survival. Fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Those are the ways we pull back, especially when things seem insecure or new. And so being able to recognize when that self-defense mechanism pops up and then saying, okay, brain, I see what you're doing, but we're okay right now. But before I would just be operating like, ah, cling, like clawing. I've, I've got to do something. I've got to grasp. And when we're in survival mode, we almost always go to what do I need to do to fix this? What do I need to do to alleviate this pain? Instead of what do I need to think or believe or trust God for? Because Mm -hmm. what we do comes from how we feel or how we want to feel. But here's the thing. Our feelings come from our thoughts. Yeah. So if and our we, thoughts from our beliefs. Yes. And so if we can start having awareness of our thoughts and our feelings are the check engine light, like, oh my goodness, I'm feeling that stress, that tension. I'm feeling that tightness in my chest. What was I just thinking? Oh, I was thinking that we don't have enough money to pay the bills at the end of the month, or I don't know how I'm going to make payroll or, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I was feeling that stress. Okay. Is it 100% true that it's going to happen? 
worst case scenario. No, because sometimes we make up stories. That's what we have to do. Okay. A lot of times we'll be like, we'll come up with a thought. (laughs) I can't, I can't make payroll. If I don't get one more client, I won't be able to make payroll. And then we'll be like, okay, if I don't make payroll, then I'll have to let go of this person, this person, and then this. And then we just do these downward spiral stories. All of that is a, what if all of that is a, it's a, it may never happen, but yet we let our brain just ruminate on it. And then all of a sudden our feelings are shifting because our thoughts have, and then the actions we take end up being graspy, desperate actions instead of ones built with intention and like peace. Yeah. (laughs) And so there, that's a huge shift that I was able to make, but I had to walk through that hard season first because I wouldn't know there was a difference. I didn't know what I didn't know in that time, but now I know the flip side. Love that. Love that. I I go back to a a quote from Ken Collier at the Wilds Christian Camp and Conference Center. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but um, he has this quote that I remember since I was a teenager. And it says, you do what you do and you say what you say because you think what you think. And you think what you think because you believe what you believe about God and his word and yourself. Uh, And it is that spiral that you're talking about is the beliefs come out in our thoughts that influences our feelings, that influences our actions and our words. And, and depending on where we're grounding ourselves, what we're choosing to believe, like you said, what we're choosing to think on and meditate. This is why scripture says meditate in his word day and night. Because God knew we were going to be this way. (laughs) He knew we would need to bring those thoughts captive and come back to truth. Yes. And that is like, I would read Romans, you know, where it says, renew your mind daily, right? Renew your mind. And I'd be like, okay, I read your word, but what do I do with that? I was missing the part of being aware of my own thoughts. Because Mm -hmm. when you're renewing your mind, you're comparing your thoughts to God's word. Are my thoughts lining up to his word? So when we are talking about like changing our thoughts, this is not positive thinking. I see this a lot. Like I don't feel confident. Oh, I'm going to change my thought to I'm confident. Like, no, no. Your brain one knows you're lying. And two, just because you change it to a positive doesn't make that life difference. It's like, what does God's word say? That becomes the basis of your new thought. And so a belief is basically a thought you've thought a lot of times and it becomes something you believe. So taking that practice of renewing my mind and being aware is huge. But can I tell you one area where I find women in business struggle with this? And it is expectations. Expectations. So we have expectations on ourselves, expectations for others. And expectations often come from comparisons. So for an example, I'd be like, in this season, okay, I should be able to, if you hear yourself saying should or shouldn't, those are like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yes. Those are, ooh. That's a red light. <laughs> yes. I'm placing an expectation somewhere. Is this a right expectation? Have I communicated this expectation? Is it unrealistic? Um, we joke and we say, quit shitting yourself. Um, because we do that, but we do it for women. We do it mentally. We'll be like, okay, I should be able to run my home, um, homeschool my kids, do my client calls, be successful. I should be able to do it all. And then when I feel like there's one part of my life, like my home isn't up to par how I want it. 
oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I must be, and then that downward spiral. But a lot of Mm -hmm. times we will compare our ideal version of ourselves to our current reality. And that's an unfair comparison. Just like it's unfair for us to compare ourselves to others. It's an unfair comparison. And when God was working on me, because I would always do that, like, oh, I should be better at time management or whatever. Because we'll think of something to be the solution. That's like the doing part I was talking about. We're like, oh, if I just go at time management, then I'll have, <laughs> okay, and then that doesn't work. And we're like, okay, wait, if I will just get great at marketing, then my business will blossom. But we don't recognize it's coming first from our thoughts. There's mm-hmm. something we are not, um, we're believing that's causing us to take some actions that aren't giving us the circumstances we're wanting. And mm-hmm. I help my clients through this process and I call it the mind map. And you can start at any point, but basically if you can picture a circle, we have our thoughts, give us our feelings. We we make actions. We take decisions based on our feelings all the time. And so our feelings give us our actions and whatever actions we take, give us our circumstances. And so we can switch that instead of it being this subconscious, like I didn't even recognize I was doing it by being aware of our thoughts. It's being aware of how our thoughts are causing us to act or not act. Like for an example, for there was a season where I was like, I'm just too tired as a mom after doing everything to do my business. I'll do it later. That was my thought. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not making my projections for my business. Well, gee, I wonder why. I <laughs> because I said I kept would be like, I kept telling myself, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Well, later never came because the next day, well, I'll do it later. And so I when I recognized I was avoiding work by telling myself. I was too tired to do it. And I was like, is that really true? Is that true? No, I'm a steward of my business. That means I need to show up. I get to show up. And so I had to switch that one operating thought to be like, okay, no, I'm, I'm happy to show up because God has given me this business to have relationships with people. And he loves people. And this is my way to have relationships with people. Yeah, I love that. And I think, I think in some ways that's what the psalmist was talking about when he was talking about his heart being overwhelmed or, you know, there's so many references to the heart. It, it was really that awareness of what I'm thinking or believing um, that is affecting those circumstances. And we see that over and over in scripture. And when we come back to truth, is that really true? Is that really true according yes. to God's word and what is actually going on right now? You know, that's where I can get clarity and I can take that next step, whatever that is. And and for us who are women in business who love the Lord, this is also a time for us to reflect what we're really thinking. Do we really trust the Lord that he will do for us what our dreams are, right? Sometimes we'll be like, no, I don't. Sure, I, I do. But then on a deeper level, we're like, I've seen you do it for her, but I don't believe you'll do it for me. God is able to use our business to refine us. He's used my marriage, my children, homeschooling, and my business as the biggest refiners in my life to point like a mirror to my thoughts and what I was really holding on to. Um, And he does it in a loving way. Like, it's not like, oh, you shouldn't have been doing that. Like, he's not shooting us. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) guess what? 
This is what it is. There's freedom. There's a freedom piece you can have if you choose. But since he gives us free will, we have to choose it. I I love the verse in in 2 Peter that, that says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. Right. And, and it's that idea of the better we know him, the more content we can be, the more joy filled we can be with what he's called us to do. But it comes back to that, knowing the truth, knowing who your God is, and you've got to be renewing your mind. You've got to be taking those thoughts captive and and coming back to that. Thank you again, Maureen, for sharing your time and your wisdom with us today. We really appreciate you and your work. Thank you so much, Katie. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember, my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.